Okay, JH, we're going to be talking about one of my little obsessions. This is an obsession? Yeah, I love watching these types of reels and stories and stuff. Are you not aware of this? These are not ones you send to me. Well, no, know, I don't where, send them when, to you. you I just sit there early? and I'm like, ooh, we're talking this, about modular homes. This, this could be fun because <laughs> I've I got a plan. I got a plan, and I was hoping to float it with you on this app. Because I was going to put you on the spot, but it sounds like I don't need to even put you on the spot. We we could be doing this potentially. All right, but you know, don't be surprised if I shoot it down. Ah, well, you know, what's what's another day in the box? <laughs> okay. And and on top of that, we're gonna we're gonna go back into my past a little bit to a time where uh, we genuinely we I, I had to find a way to live off fifty dollars a week. Uh, with two kids and, and try and feed them and that while when things were a bit tight. But we're going to see if we could do it again uh, in this day and age, some 10 years later, and uh, see how well I do online shopping. Okay, this is going to be interesting. But first, let's hear from our sponsors. Ready to sell your home? Don't make the rookie mistake of jumping in blind. The first step on your journey is critical. Research. You need to know what your house is really worth to get the best deal. And that's where checkmyhouseprice.com.au comes in. With a free house price report, you'll get all the juicy market intel, recent sales data, and other must-have info to help you win big when selling your home. Don't gamble on your home's worth. Make checkmyhouseprice.com.au the first step in your successful selling journey. Visit us today and get your free house price report. I do find it really funny that when I did say that it was my own little secret obsession that you were sort of like... Is she taking the piss right now? I had the look. I'm. I've been sitting here working out whether or not we could pull off this plan. How do I convince you to do it? Because I, I'm down for this, right? I'm down. We've we've got to stay in Queensland for a while because obviously kids and school. Look, and I'm all that really good starting stuff. to be a little bit suspicious about this whole. Well, let's 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 we'll we'll get into it as we go. I'll pick the right moment in the app to spring it on you, but. We, we, are, we are talking about modular homes, right? Little homes, big dreams. I, I, I think there's something really cool about this because what's happening, and, and this has been a trend in Europe for some time, but I was, oh, I was reading an even article. Even in America, it's huge. In America, it's huge. Um, uh, but I was reading an article that apparently modular homes, tiny homes, like basically prefab homes that are, are like 80 90% built in a warehouse and then transported to the block and, and the last little bit's done, they connect up all the plumbing and, and set it down and so forth. It only makes up about 3% of the Australian building market. Mm-hmm. But they're predicting that that's going to increase to about 15% over the next two years because, of course, the cost building materials and blocks, like land sizes are getting smaller and everything like that, right? And 
they're doing some really cool stuff. I mean, this is this is a take on the old shipping container home, isn't it? Well, when you think about it, so I used to one of my past jobs was actually in logistics, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at a thirty foot container, yep. right? So it's one of your bigger ones, but even still, thirty foot is you go in it and you're like, yeah, right. And even the height on the thirty foot containers is still. I would say, if not a little bit higher than what the stock standard ceiling in a house is. So you might want to Google that, but I'm pretty sure they're actually higher. So, but you get even three of those side by side and you make, you know, kitchen, lounge room, living kind of thing. And you have that same size upstairs where it literally looks like a cube. So they're about eight foot six high. Typically you've got a nine or 10 foot ceiling in a house. So they're, they're a slightly lower ceiling. Maybe it's because, you know, yeah. <laughs> it just looks bigger when it's empty. <laughs> so, yeah, she'll laugh at me. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that if you got – you could quite easily change it. From the outside when you put shipping containers together, they're not attractive. But like any person in real estate, a lick of paint – We'll change it. Oh, look, you can, you can put cladding, you can do all sorts of stuff like that, I imagine, to, to spruce them up and make them look half decent. Yeah, absolutely. But quite honestly, it's not the shipping containers that are my little hidden obsession. No, no, I'm just saying this is this is a different take on that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. deal. Yeah. So tiny houses. I'm one of so those you're people. you're a tiny house. Yes, I... See, I'm looking at modular homes. I will not fit in a tiny house. I know, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's pr- plenty of mums out there that are like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind having not a she shed. I'll just have my own house that's on wheels that when anyone annoys me or I get frustrated or where I'm just like, you know what, I'm done for the week. I'm just going to put the, that onto my car and off I go. <laughs> the, the, the first time you hear, mum. Yeah, like, you're like, yep. Into here, up. away we go. Yep, We're done. Exactly. We're I'm out. out. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. All I right, do. So I do really enjoy watching. You know where they get. You know a, a old. Even if they just get the shipping container on some wheels, and they're like, "Okay, so that's how I bought it. How am I going to refurb this so that it's got a bed, it's got a bathroom, it's got somewhere that I can live? Like all of those types of things, I really love because I do." like refurbishing so I really do love watching all of those space saver things that people come up with as well where you're just like hold on that this place doesn't look big enough to hold all of this stuff where the hell and then they're like pulling out drawers under steps and I'm just like this is really cool I like all of these little hidey holes it appeals to your inner need for organization and oh absolutely because you have to be, because you can't have stuff everywhere. You have stuff everywhere. You have a huge human like yourself come in, and the whole thing will fall over. <laughs> just knock everything out. I'll just turn to go to the kitchen and grab, you know, a coffee cup or something. My elbow just cleans up an entire bench. Yeah, exactly. I can't have that in my tiny home. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this seems like you know your obsession is more about having a, a dream. having having a space. That I can't fit in. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I do love you, but I also do love my own space too. Yeah, absolutely, and and look, I I'm the same. But <laughs> I uh, so what I'm talking about that, like I mean, that's container homes, tiny homes, and that like, and they're they're fun. 
we got to check out at, at Agfest uh, a tiny home that was really really that well done. was insane. That was that, that was beautifully done. Um, but like I'm looking at modular homes where they they basically prefab the majority of it and then bring it out and stick it on your block. And one of the appeals is they seem to be a lot cheaper than building in a lot of regards. I think there is to a certain point. Yeah, I think I think there's some because like I'm. I do there, have there to say, modular homes are actually huge in Tassie. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So it it seems like there's these kit homes, there's modular homes, and things like that. Oh, as I could well. never do a kit home. Shout out to anyone who yeah, could do I, that. Yeah, I no. do not have the. Like, uh, I take my the, hat the off skills, to you. the chippy skills. Um, so yeah, like these modular homes are becoming very, very popular, and particularly as blocks are getting smaller. And I'm looking at these, I'm looking at these, I'm looking at container homes, I'm looking at, at tiny homes, and I'm thinking, what if we went and bought a block of land, somewhere picturesque, but, you know, off the beaten track where it's a fairly cost-effective block of land, and we put container home, modular home, tiny home, whatever whatever works for, for that particular block on it, and then turn it into like a, a tree change Airbnb or something to that effect. Look, I don't have a problem with that. The thing that I would find most frustrating is the fact that I don't get to stay in it that often. <laughs> the ulterior motive here would be, we'll make it into a business thing, but let's also have somewhere where we can escape the kids. No, but I want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my whole argument here. You can provide me any type of idea as to how to make money from it, but my response will still be, I want to live there. You know, the, the, the resistance in this plan is not where I expected it to be. I know. And the look on your face when I said it was like, she, she, is this sarcasm? I'm confused by this. I want to take it seriously, but I don't know whether I should. <laughs> I really don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, dear. So, so you thought that you were going to be able to try and do a hard sell here, didn't you? I, I was all prepared for the hard sell. <laughs> I, like, I... I I've been completely thrown. I had all of the, I'm um, like, we could do this and we could do that and we could then rent it out for this amount so and have, Airbnb it for this amount. Have like, I just completely to... thrown this podcast because you were wanting to go down this and I've just gone, I've just kneecapped it really. Well, I mean, look, you know, in one of our episodes, you've you've come at me and given the hard questions and put me on the spot with it's not fair, rents keep going and things like that. And I've come back and, and you know, we've we've had a bit of, bit of fun and a bit of feistiness and, and I'm thinking, this is my turn. It's my turn. I'll put you on the spot. And you're like, all right, let's do it. Let's sign um, I, the biggest problem you're going to have is I'm going to want to live there 24-7. You're not going to be able to Airbnb this. I'm going to be living in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know where to go. <laughs> you're welcome. All right. So I'm going to have to find some land somewhere. I'm going to have to find, you know. Yeah, no a, pressure. A, a little modular home or, or container home that'll work. I think the the thing for me at the moment is the fact that we do have a lot of us that we would need to take into consideration. So where in that regards, modular homes aren't necessarily the cheaper option. Yeah, look, I think once you once you start getting up to four or five bedroom modular homes, stop being cheap. Yeah, I, th- no, I think I think one an, one and a two different it opportunity works. to build. Yeah, that's it, and and it's it's a faster opportunity to build. I think one of the the articles that I was reading was talking about. You know, they, they ordered it and it, it cost them, you know, I think about 180 grand or something like that. But the, the biggest appeal was that it was done in six weeks. From yeah, the, so this is the one thing that has me scratching my head. And I, I do apologise for builders out there um, who, you know, do have the teams, mm. you know, the chippies and all the rest of it. But 
why is this not being why is this not being pushed more? Like we do have a supply a supply a supply and demand issue. So why not really push this given the fact that it would allow more houses to be built quicker? It's probably the type of houses that are needed to accommodate the market. Exactly. And it's like well, no, what I mean by that is the reason that it's not being pushed harder is because once you start getting into the three and four and five bedroom properties, um, it it's not as cost effective as what it is with the one and twos. And so, I mean, from like just looking at a few websites and their pricing, maybe that's what the issue is and why it's not being pushed as hard. Like it can, it, they can but be the built building, faster. But the building of it is faster. So therefore the, the it would faster. take the pressure off slightly. But the pricing's not there, so people... And you know what? Maybe people just don't know. Maybe they don't know this is an option. Maybe, maybe they don't it, consider it. Well, maybe it would actually bring down the prices, so to speak, given the fact that if there's more of those being built and quicker, the demand for those sizes yeah, will be relieved. Bulk, reduces cost, potentially. Potentially. I, I don't actually have an answer to that. I can only guess at it but i think that well why not i'm wanting to delve into this and you're not giving me the answers that i want i don't have an answer because only three <laughs> percent of the australian building market it even considers it so you know I, maybe maybe it is because we've always been taught um whether directly or indirectly in, in australia that you go to a display home and you talk to a builder and you buy your land and then you design your plans and away you go um you know modular's probably got an uphill battle to try and and get the attention, but because of the pressures on building materials, the pressures on timelines, um, and the fact that blocks are getting smaller and everything like that, it's it's starting to become an alternative that people are looking for. I and, suppose and the other thing out. too is I like I don't know whether this is just an assumption on my behalf, but having more of a efficient household, like as though in um, the like solar being self-sufficient, really. Yeah. I mean, like there's, is, there's it, a lot is of... it easier for someone to be more self-sufficient in a modular home than what it is in a traditional built home? Probably. Like I'm, I'm looking, you know, a lot of these websites that I've looked at and things like that, they talk about six-star energy ratings and, and green ratings and all this sort of stuff, which yeah. suggests that the home is, because it's prefab, because it's 80 90% built off-site in a controlled environment, they're able to build in a lot more of that connectivity to ensure that things are more efficient and operate like that everything is connected kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and, and so it would make sense to me that they're able to make homes like that live up to those higher standards and therefore are more self-sufficient, more interconnected with in itself um, and more efficient overall because they're able to control every single aspect. Whereas when you're building on a block of land, as the builder, you're na- not able to control every single aspect anywhere near as effectively. Yeah, this is true. There's, there's environmental variables that come into play. Yeah. 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 There's a thought. I don't know. I'd... Look, if there's anyone that builds it, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. We'll have a chat because my, my entire motivation here was literally just to put you on the spot to, to hatch yet another I love business the fact plan. that I have just completely <laughs> made, you, made you go... Wait a minute. <laughs> she li- lives for stumping me. I, I swear to God, it's her favourite pastime. Oh, the look on your face was priceless. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do a JTM. Let's <laughs> let's get out of this this 
Once again, I've tried to put you on the spot and it's backfired on me. So let's <laughs> let's just go to JTM. Let's see which rabbit holes we're going down in this episode. It's time for JTM. It's J-Thought Moment. It might be drinking whiskey, pork, bark, smoking meat, podcasting, story writing, treasure hunting, you name it. What really grinds my gears, singing, playing TV shows. As you can see, nothing's off limit. It's JTM. J-Thought Moment. JTM. What will be? Okay. Uh, I challenge you. you. You're challenging me. I've already lived this challenge. Uh, look, I've lived it. I'm sure there's plenty of people out yeah. there who have lived it. Like, quite honestly, 50 bucks a week with kids, uh, I reckon there's people out there who, you know, if you're living off 50 bucks a week as a single person, I think you might be living a bit of a king, really. Look, I, I it's it's not easy, right? Like, I mean, we I had to do this 10 years ago, Know, in fact, it was it was building check my house price, right? In yeah. the beginning, check my house price didn't take off and, and have the legs that it does these days. And, and, you know, there was a lot of effort to get it out there and for people to learn about it. And so every cent that came into check my house price got reinvested into it, into marketing and that. And obviously, you know, these days we've, we've helped nearly 200,000 Aussie homeowners and, and, um, and Kiwi homeowners as well um, with their position in, in the market and so forth. Um, and, and so the story is different. But... I kind of looked at it and I went with interest rate rises hitting us, you know, with the regularity that we basically change our underwear almost and cost of living pressures. I can just say that I hope that you do change your underwear a little bit more often right, than that, the interest that was, rate. That was, that was hyperbole. Yes, I do. <laughs> I go through, you know, I change every day. I shower twice a day. Like, yes. That's a bit gross. <laughs> Am I lucky pair? Yeah, continue. <laughs> That's my, maybe that's my problem is I'm not wearing my lucky undies today. <laughs> She's just coming at me hard. Um, but I thought about it and I thought, could we do it again if we had to? Could we feed one adult and two kids? Yeah, I was going to say week? four kids and two adults. No, 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 I, I don't I, think no. so. No. So I said I, I basically what it was back then, which was one adult, Two, two kids, kids, right? But two boys. Yeah. So, and, but they and were also young boys. They're not teenage boys. Like, no, they're not teenage boys. But they were still in that. Let's feed our face. Like we're going six and four, right? Yep. So they're they're in that growth phase where they're feeding their face, yep. right? But when I do this, so my motivation here, when I approached this ten years ago, and when I have just gone through and done the plan here, is it's not about eating nice. It's about eating fuel that the body needs to grow. Yes. Right? I don't actually care when I do this about the macros and how much carbs and all that sort of stuff is happening because at the end of the day, when you've got to live off 50 bucks a week and feed three people, it's not about, oh, I've got to make sure I'm high protein and I'm eating kale. I I would just like to say... I need to make sure I'm eating something that gives me energy. Given the, like... The current financial, mm. I and the increases that have actually occurred, and you're talking about fifty bucks ten years ago. Yes. Right. Okay. So should that not actually be seventy five, given the current? Look, it you probably know, it like, probably should be, but I've actually done really really well with fifty bucks. Okay. Okay. You know what? Throw it at me, and I'll see what right. if I can do better. So, this is this is seven days. Yep. Three people. Yep. Okay. Four liters of full cream milk. 
Woolies milk. Okay. Six dollars twenty. Yep. Okay. One point two kilo pack of wheat bix yep. on special, six bucks. Yep. Okay. Then I've gone and bought three kilos of Woolies brand carrots, peas, and corn frozen. Yep. Okay, so that's three bags of that. I'm figuring there's six meals in that, 500 grams a meal at most, mm-hmm. right? I've gone and bought one kilo of Essentials cooking bacon. Mm-hmm. And the reason I've gone for the bacon, it's high protein, high natural fat, and it's a lot easier to make it last, yep. right? It's also the cheapest. you can dice that stuff You can up. dice that shit up. Um, you get the taste of it. You get that protein and things like that as well. Um, and you can make it last. And, and the other thing is life is just better with bacon. Life is better with bacon. So this, Sorry and, and that's for all it. of the vegetarians out there. <laughs> uh, well, you know, have you ever met They've a... They've got ha- frozen vegetables. It's fine. Look, <laughs> actually, you know, the vegetarians, they got mushrooms. Mushrooms are pretty good. Yeah. I will pay that. I was, I was going to make a comment, but no, you know, I really do like mushrooms. But I've gone essentials cooking bacon. So I've gone like the bottom one kilo, the cheapest yep. of the cheaps, like the eight ba- bucks, 80. The budget stuff. It... it Looks ugly, but it does the it job serves, it and serves, serves a purpose. purpose, right? I've then gone five kilos mm-hmm. of Woolworths white rice, long grain. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's seven bucks. I've gone 500 grams of Woolworths spaghetti. Mm-hmm. I've gone 500 grams of Woolworths Essentials pasta spirals. Mm-hmm. And I've gone 500 grams of Essentials pasta penne. Mm-hmm. At this point, I've spent $44.30. Okay. Okay. So yep. there is a stencil. If we use your budget, there's basically $30 left over to go and spend on additional meats and some sauces and flavorings. Because let's be honest, this is going to be super bland. Yeah. Right? Or in my original $50 budget, you got 6 bucks for sauces and flavorings. Or you can add some additional protein to that if you can find some protein on special. Yeah. Okay. The motivation behind this, the rice and the pasta. Mm-hmm. You always cook more than you need. Yeah. And then you keep the rest in the fridge because in in lieu of like lunchtime packet snacks and sandwiches and bread and all that, which are always expensive, like when, when you look at... Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, your breads and even the cheap breads are expensive. Like, you know, it, it all adds up. You can actually make little muffin kind of things for kids to take to school where it's like you have the muffin tin yep. and you put eggs with it and you put some pasta in it and... It'll, and that there is quite, yeah. like, it's tasty, but well, it's also quite there you go. good so you for could, the kids you could as spend, well. You could spend your remaining six bucks on some eggs. Yeah. So you could you could make that sort of thing, and that's going to be high protein as well. You've got your veggies. Mm-hmm. The other option you'd spend six bucks on is some spinach, because spinach is just amazing in terms of its nutritional value. Yeah. Um, but the idea here is you're cooking pasta dishes, which you're giving plenty of energy, high carb. Mm-hmm. And, and look, we can get into the nutritional value, carbs versus proteins, all that. At the end of the day, you got fifty bucks to live off. Do you and know feed three what people. the so, the one thing that people do does does have to remember do have you, to remember. You speak English good. Oh, uh, yeah, totes. Proper uh, good. <laughs> is that when it comes to food and you're on a budget, it is essentially making sure that you have fuel. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And that, and that's what that motivation was like ten years ago for me. You know, it once I paid rent, I had. There was a hundred bucks a fortnight left over, and that had to feed the kids. Now, thankfully, I only had the kids week on week off at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the budget 
for the second week, I'd eat leftovers and that from the first week, and then the the remaining would be what put fuel in the car, so I get kids to school and yep. stuff like that, right? So, in looking at this budget, and and looking at this, you know, this this spent forty four dollars. That last five dollars seventy is is your make things flavorful. Yeah. Right. Um, but salt you, and pepper actually. Salt does. and pepper goes a long way. It does. It goes, and and the other thing is, this is going to seem ridiculous. But tomato sauce on pasta actually kind of, it's not great. Like, it's not something you're going to give five stars. But in terms of just delivering a little bit of flavor to something that's otherwise going to be a bland meal, mm. it, it, it does the job. Yeah. Right? Um, but what you do is, in, in this, I'd be leveraging the rice. I'd make up my fried rice. I used to, and I legitimately, I used to make up massive batches of fried rice. Yeah. And the kids and I would eat that for three days in a row. Like, that would be yep. our lunch and dinner yep. um, for three days in a row. And, and one of the things I loved about fried rice was you got your veggies, you got protein, you got your carbs. Yep. You're always full. And that six bucks I would use, I'd use it to buy some soy sauce or some oyster sauce or something that I could flavor that fried rice. Yeah. And it ticked all the boxes in terms of getting nutrient vitamins and things like that in and enough energy for the body to do what it needs to do. And also make it flavorsome because, let's yeah. face it, little kids are just like, it's bland. I want a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So that that was and that was pretty much what my weekly shopping was back then. Um, it's kind of cool that I've I've like if if I added the flavor some things, I'd probably only go to fifty five dollars. Yeah. So the the so bare you... basics are still and and not only that. By the way, you're not going to go through five kilos of rice in a week. Oh God, hope right. Like with three not for people. Three people. <laughs> no, that's going to be two three weeks. Even if you're eating it every night. Yeah. You know, so like that, it can it can be done with these cost of living pressures. What I would do, and what I actually want us to do, is start with this, and then add a little bit and a little bit, like based on our budget, add a little bit of the flavor stuff and a little bit of the fun stuff on top of it, and see how much we can reduce our grocery bill. So my question, that it's not a question; it's actually a statement. So you've done this on Woolworths. Yes, are online. they? Are they Woolworths branding or is it? Yes. Okay. So one of one of the big things that I did, and look, I'll be honest, back then when this was all a necessity, it wasn't, hey, let's do a fun exercise for a podcast, you know. Yeah. Um, it was crushing to yeah. my ego. Like it, it, I remember at one point I walked into one of those, um, you know, those, those, shops that it like they get all the out of date or soon to be out of date stuff and they sell it like you fill up a shopping trolley for 20 bucks yeah right um and it's it's to help those who are struggling low socioeconomic and everything like that and i walked into one of those and went to go and do it and i couldn't like i was so crushed that i had to be there um that i just i couldn't do it and i i went and sat in the car and i burst into tears um and so then I, I went, no, I've got to, I've got to find a way to do this that I can live with. And I under, like, and it's ridiculous in a way because it was my own personal feeling, my own ego and, and sense and feeling of failure that, that drove to that. But I still found a way to feed the kids and feed them well of 50 bucks a week, mm. you know. Um, and, and look, it's hard. And I guess the reason I bring that up is because if, if you are sitting there stressing, you know, cost of living has skyrocketed. Yeah. You know, fuel and, and food and rent and mortgage and all the rest of it. Um, 
these days, I guess, with perspective and having come out the other side and fought hard and all that, I kind of look at it and go, if I can do it and save money, then that's that's what we do. Look, quite honestly, those places, and you know what? There has been times where I have actually used those places since us mm. living together, but it's because of the savings that you oh, actually get. There's stuff I... The like, pretzels. I can tell you right now. <laughs> so the other, the, other, the other month, yeah, it would have been two months ago. Yep. Right? They had, for $10, they had sorbent seconds... For, and I, I say seconds, that's what they called it. Factory seconds. Factory seconds yep. of toilet paper. 48 rolls for $10. Whoo! See, I mean, I'm down for that even now. Like, my ego's gone. I, I've been there, I've recovered and, and come back. And nowadays, I'm like, I'd rather the money was in my pocket than someone else's. Well, so I, I just went and they did have, like, you could only have one box per customer, yeah, yeah. right? Well, that's that's from the COVID days. Because if, if you could have bought 48 rolls during COVID for 10 bucks, you literally, you could have traded those 48 rolls for a six-bedroom mansion. Exactly. I could have bought a house 10 times over. <laughs> Like that, the amount of toilet paper I had, well, we had, it lasted us for yeah. a house full of six. It lasted us a, a couple of months. It's only been let's, within what, recent what, weeks what, that we'd been buying. What toilet shop paper. Or, or website or whatever is that? Like, that's let's through, give a shout out. That's through Lighthouse. Yep. And they I think they have one at Beanley, but they also have one at Underwood as well. Are they around Australia? I really don't know, but they also do. It's the same place that you were talking about. Yep. Where you can. They do have $25 trolleys. And look, some of the stuff that they have in there isn't that great. Like I wouldn't personally go and buy. But when you're in that position of you need stuff in the pantry, for me, I looked at it and went, you know what? If I was in that position, I would definitely just be like, I don't care. It's something and something is better than nothing. There you go. So I've just looked at it. I'll give the website in a sec. It's it's sort of locked up on me, so I'm waiting for the, the thing to come up. But And they do do delivery now. They here do in delivery. Brisbane. So but I'm I'm looking at that and thinking that, you know, this is this is something that you we don't, should all be doing to yeah, save money. Yeah, you don't have to be on income income support payments. So you don't have to be on Centrelink to be able to go and buy at these places. Let's, if you're if you are in that position where things are tight because, you know, let's face it, there is some people out there that even though they do have, the, like, their home owner, they still go through those struggles oh, where they sure. think, and, and look, how with, the hell am I going rises, to do this? You're, you're going to do everything you possibly can to keep your house. That's right. And this is actually the lighthouse uh, is, um, I'm pretty sure their community, like, it is very community focused. Yeah. So it's about... Lighthousecare.org.au, I believe, is the site. I'm just going to confirm that because it keeps locking up on me. Um, I'll see. I'll see if I can bring it up on my phone. I just realised that I walked away from. Yeah, light, lighthousecare.org.au is is the website. So if you are if you are hard up, um, and, and you know things things are, are tight, and look, it's perfectly okay if if that's the case, right? Like we've all been there. We've we've all had those battles. Um, but lighthousecare.org.au is a fantastic site. Check to see if they, they can deliver so to your area. they're at Logan Home, Hillcrest, and that's it that I can see. But I do know after working at DHS that there is um, those types of 
um, places that do groceries nationwide. You just have to... You just got to find which one it is. Yeah, you and just... It, it raises funds for their community outreach programs as well. So, you, yeah. you know, by by engaging in that sort of thing, you're helping out in the community and, and doing amazing things. So lighthousecare.org.au looks after Logan, Brisbane, Ipswich, Bayside and Gold Coast. One thing that I can say with those guys as well is there has been times where I have ordered things and they're like, look, we don't, we don't actually have that, so would you like us to – and they've called me and they're like, do you want us to put in something different or would you like a refund? And so, you know, that that's – I find to be really good and thoughtful when it comes to customer yeah. care is that they obviously understand that, you know, they're, they're giving you that option. Do you want the money back or do you want us to put something else in there? So they're understanding. Yeah, yeah, they're understanding the yeah. situation. And I think, look, it's, you know, this this is sort of tangented a little bit from where I thought we would go because it was <laughs> a bit of a fun exercise, jump on Woolies or go Aldi no, but and, there and is, things like that. Uh, look, but Aldi is definitely, like, Al- there's Aldi's some people fantastic. out there who are um, just like, why would you go to Aldi? Do you know what? Some of the Aldi... Uh, things that you can get, the products that they have, are actually better than the stuff that the branded stuff that you can get. Yeah, like LD brand is better than the name stuff that you could get in Woolworths and Coles and the likes. But I, you know, there's some things that I'm like, oh yeah, I'll definitely just go to go to LD to get that. Yeah, oh, look, I check it out. So if you if you are in in the Brisbane area, obviously lighthousecare.org.au. Um, have a look for anything near you elsewhere around Australia. Um, and look, it's don't it's it's easy for me to say this now, ten years out from you know staring down the barrel of of multiple you know failures and bankruptcy and divorce and all that good fun stuff. But don't feel bad about reaching out and and having to to save costs because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, we all do whatever we've got to do that is legal, of course, mm-hmm. in order to look after our families and keep our families going, keep a roof over our heads and, and so forth. So if you're doing that, take pride in the fact that you're doing what it takes to, yeah. to keep your family going. I, I do also know that um, when it does come to Centrelink, you don't have to be on income support payments in order to go to Centrelink. And Centrelink, for all of their offices, do have lists of local places that can help out with different situations. So don't think that going to Centrelink, you have to be receiving anything in order to have help. They are there for the community. So just keep that in mind if you are having one of those. But I can definitely tell you for certain that there is ways and recipes for kids with that $50 a budget or 75 because of the inflation yeah, yeah. Uh, that you could definitely feed the kids and make sure that you know you don't have to go and buy all those package stuff absolutely absolutely and maybe we'll we'll do something on that and look i feel like we kind of ended up in a downer it was a bit of a fun challenge and then we've kind oh, no, of like it's stuff that we needs got, to we be got addressed a bit serious but you know look i and and you know we we have no idea like if you guys are uh Sitting there in a in an eighty bedroom mansion, going ha ha ha! I just send Alfred out to get my groceries, or whatever, or you know, or you're genuinely struggling. But at the end of the day, there's there's a place for everyone, and I think that you know we've we've had our trials and tribulations. We're really fortunate to be where we are these days, um, and and are very grateful for that. But we certainly remember the 
the fights that we've had and the struggles that we've had to dig out of holes and so forth. And I'm more than happy to share any hard-earned wisdom that we gained along the way. Exactly. Alrighty. Well, I think that does us for an episode. Let's wrap it up. I reckon so.